I will never forget the event where, as the event producer, I hired Grant Cardone to come in and speak. The audience was super excited, but at that time, I didn't know who he was. He went on stage, and I took up my post in the back of the room and started listening. And oh my gosh, there was one thing that he said that blew my mind. He said that whether you are buying a car and a salesperson is selling that car to you, or your spouse is selling you on why they need to go spend most of Sunday golfing and away from the house, like we're all in sales. And he said it way more eloquently, (laughs) but it really struck me as something that I took to heart because up until that moment, I thought I was allergic to selling. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants, and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of? That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Have you ever felt nervous making an offer at an event? You know what they say, selling is service? Well, (laughs) it's still nerve wracking. And so today I'm gonna talk about seven things that you can add to the structure of your event so that the structure sells for you. How does that sound? (laughs) Pretty good, right? I will never forget the event where, as the event producer, I hired Grant Cardone to come in and speak. The audience was super excited, but at that time, I didn't know who he was. He went on stage, and I took up my post in the back of the room and started listening, and oh my gosh, there was one thing that he said that blew my mind. He said that whether you are buying a car and a salesperson is selling that car to you, or your spouse is selling you on why they need to go spend most of Sunday golfing and away from the house, like, we're all in sales. And he said it way more eloquently. (laughs) But it really struck me as something that I took to heart because up until that moment, I thought I was allergic to selling. And I think being in Girl Scouts for way longer than it was cool helped create that feeling inside of me that if I have to sell one more box of cookies, I think I might die from embarrassment. Well, so ever since then, that conversation that Grant and I had during that event, about selling, I felt a lot more comfortable about selling. And when I learned that there is in fact a structure to an event that helps do the selling for you, it got me even more excited about helping small business owners get over that fear of making an offer at an event. Because isn't it true that the event scenario is the best place to make a high ticket offer. You're in a room where people have just created such a more intimate relationship with you, a deeper connection, if you will, and they're primed and ready to buy. I'll never forget being sold to at my first event. I was at an event 
a personal development event, uh, Brendan Burchard was the person on stage making the offer. And it was the first time I'd ever experienced an event where there was an offer being made from stage. And I didn't know I was being sold. Uh, I didn't know all of the structural elements that were in place that made it so that when the offer was made, I was like, I'm all in, like whatever you have to sell, uh, I'm, I'm here to buy it. And I walked away from that event after seeing the, the mad rush to the tables in the back and being just awestruck at the process and wanting to figure out what was the magic in that room. Why did that happen? And why did I feel so called to make a purchase? And so we're going to talk about seven things that you're going to add to your event. The first thing is the pitch. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you exactly how to make your pitch. There's so many people more qualified than I um, to do that. And I think but I, the secret I will tell you is that I think a lot of CEOs think that they have to reinvent the wheel, that all of the things that they've learned about, whether it's the structure of a sales page, the structure of a webinar, uh, the structure of uh, an email sequence that sells is somehow irrelevant and different from selling during an event. They're so much more similar than I think we give ourselves credit for. And we know so much more about selling than we think that we do. And so I want to encourage you that, yes, you need to nail the pitch. But what I want to have a conversation about with regards to the pitch is where you put it in the agenda. I want you to first deliver a whole lot of value. And then I want you to add the pitch. And then I want you to deliver some more value. There's a lot of schools of thought on this. If it's a one-day event, you know, it's definitely the pitch is going to happen after lunch. Okay. If it's a multi-day event, let's say a three or a four-day event, the, the offer is probably happening at the end of day two or three. Okay. But that gives you some time, like some to bookend it with some other stuff. And we're going to talk about what that other stuff is now. So first is, yes, you have to make a pitch. And yes, you have to give some thought to what the structure is of that pitch. And yes, you need to bring the energy to that pitch that you want your guests to have about that offer that you're making. Second, we're talking about the bookends. After the pitch, I want you to follow it with some sort of coaching opportunity. That could look like hot seat coaching. That could look like Q&A with the audience. But what I want you to do is give your guests the opportunity to see you live in action coaching, which allows them to put themselves in the seat of the person being coached and for them to glimpse and feel what it would be like to get a win, to get coached by you, to feel that sense of success and progress and moving forward and getting unblocked. Okay? So that is why events put, and you're probably going to start noticing it now when you go to all these other events, you're going to notice where they added the Q&A strategically or the hot seat coaching, the laser coaching. And it is there specifically for that reason of providing that that vehicle for guests to kind of um, step into what it would be like if they 
bought your thing and started to get results. So it's a must in my book. That's number two is hot seat coaching. That's the bookend after the pitch. Now, if we want to go to the bookend before the pitch, that's testimonials. And there's lots of different ways to do that. So I've seen it where perhaps other presenters are there at the event that day and they just share why the the host of the event is amazing and what they've done to change their life and business. I've seen it where throughout the 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 event, the day leading up to the pitch, there's like five minute segments where a guest uh, from the audience who's already in the program will come up on stage and just share what it's meant to them and perhaps like the biggest nugget of wisdom that they've gotten or what's working now or a little bit of their journey. That's so good. Uh, another magical testimonial uh, way of doing testimonials, and this takes a little bit of extra work, but it's so worth it, is giving away awards before you make the pitch. So you may have noticed that there's an award ceremony at Funnel Hacking Live. Well, that award ceremony is showcasing people who have done it, people who have invested in that next level offer at the event and have had the time to implement and do the work and have gotten results. And the audience is now sitting in the chair, looking at the stage, going, oh my gosh, I wish that was me. I wish I was the person walking across that stage, or I will be walking across that stage next time. It is perfection for raising the aspirations, the level of... um, Raising the vision that someone has for themselves and for their life and for what's possible. I will never, ever forget why network, when I was in, I was in network marketing for about a year and I will always cherish that experience because getting into that business model raised my aspirations that I had for myself. I saw women who looked just like me and appeared to have similar skill sets to me and were, in in my view at that time, wildly more expect, uh, successful monetarily than I was. And it raised the aspirations that I had for myself and for the business that I could build. And that is the magic behind awards ceremonies at your event. So consider those as an option for testimonials. Uh, Consider a panel for testimonials where you have a panel discussion before you make the pitch filled with students from your program. And it's just a what's working now. And naturally, it will come out that specific things that you have in your program or coaching moments that that students had with you were the catalyst for major change and uh, transformation. And that will 
that will do the trick <laughs> that we're looking for with those testimonials. And and it's a perfect bookend for before the offer. So that's number three. So we've covered the pitch, number one. Number two, hot seat coaching. Number three, testimonials. Four is training the walk to the back of the room. What does this mean? Well, I'm going to go back to that example with Funnel Hacking Live. So they do a, what is it called? A, uh, a charity offer early in the event where they talk about a charity that's meaningful to that business and they invite guests in the audience to make a donation. And the process for making the donation is very similar to the process for buying the offer that will come up later in the event. So what could you do as a means to train your guests to do that proverbial walk to the back of the room? And yes, this applies to virtual events too. Let's train them to go to a, maybe you've got the offer and it's going to be uh, as a button inside of your uh, concierge page or uh, some sort of private members area that guests only guests for the event have uh, inside the community. And so you train them to go get something that's going to be in the same spot where that button is when you unveil the offer. Okay. Super powerful training that walk to the back of the room. Number five is scarcity and urgency. So deadlines, if you will. And this is where you need to remember all of the things that you would normally do during, let's say, a 10-day cart close email sequence where you would have scarcity in there. You would have urgency. You would have deadlines Guests need deadlines. And so some examples of what that is to create that urgency to go, like, make the decision, yes or no, am I in a, let's say on the last day, you do some sort of special um, VIP lunch or champagne toast, and you tell them, hey, we've got to get ready. So we need to know the numbers of people we should be expecting. So get your application in today or make the purchase by the end of the day today so that we can make space for you tomorrow. Or it could look like um, we have live coaches standing by ready to take your questions, answer any any questions that have come up for you. But those phone lines, that those that Zoom is only open until X time. So you need to make the decision to hop in there, get your questions answered. That's another example of adding that that urgency in. <clears throat> you can also be making those reminders about scarcity, urgency, deadlines uh, uh, during the repitch, which sometime after the original pitch, go in and do it again, <laughs> but but abbreviated. And during that time, perhaps you mention a bonus that is only available to those who make the purchase during the event. And so all of those are just like little things that you can add during the event as a, a, a call to action to remind people that now is the time to make the decision. So that's number five, scarcity, urgency, deadlines. Six is following up. So after the event, you have permission 
to call people, to call everyone on your guest list. Have your sales team do that. You do it personally. Reach out to everyone personally and invite them to make the decision to get in or out on that offer. I think it is a huge missed opportunity if you don't hand the entire guest list to your event over to a call center and have people called personally because there are so many people who are still on the fence and just need a little hand-holding to be helped make that decision. So follow-up is fabulous. If you can't do it one-on-one, then at least have an email sequence in place or hopefully you've gotten their uh, cell phone numbers and you can text them reminders after the event. It's so important if you have a members area or that concierge page that you use during the event, definitely be posting reminders on there. So that's the follow-up. That's number six. Seven is I want you to be studying your, your metrics, all right? Just pretend this event with an offer is a launch. And so during your debrief, make sure you're studying your metrics. And I'm pretty sure I did an episode on a deep dive on this. I don't remember what the number is right now, but I'll put it in the show notes. I want you to study all of the metrics. How many people were shown the invite to come to the event? How many people went to the landing page? How many people registered? How many people showed up? How many people were present during the offer? How many people are opening those emails, the follow-up emails afterwards? Be studying those metrics as if it's a launch because it is. And and then just dial it in every single event. How can I get just a little bit better at this offer? And I think this whole conversation today, I hope feels a little bit like like that moment when I finally invested in a program, uh, it was Sales Page by Design, James Wedmore's program. It's magical. It's awesome. Highly recommend it. Uh, and it gave me the formula for long form sales pages. And for some time, I, I just had this feeling in my heart. It's like, there's a formula. I just know it, but I can't figure it out by looking at other people's sales pages. And then I studied his program and I learned the formula I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do this. There's just like building blocks and I have to put them in order. And it's just like that. Uh, And I think if you, I'm I'm hoping that our conversation feels more uplifting and helpful and has shown a light at least a little bit on where you can up-level making your offer at your next event Um, It really is a sales process unlike any other sales process in your event. I want you to brainstorm with your team. That's your takeaway today and see how can we get just like 1% better for our next event at making the offer. Thanks for hanging out together with me today. I hope it's been helpful and I will see you again here real soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central podcast. If you love this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Fafer and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. The number one thing I'm asked by CEOs, whether it's their first event or their 20th, is Sarah, how do I get more butts and seats? And so I put together a guide for you 
head over to fillingevents.com for your free copy of 107 ways to fill your event. I want to help you quickly master event marketing and fill your events, even if you've never done it before. I've scoured the online business world and found 107 of my favorite strategies working right now to fill your next in-person or virtual event. I want you to create the event promotion plan you need from these easy to implement customizable strategies for free over at fillingevents.com. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going, keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode. 